Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, pregnancy-focused chiropractor, Dr. Elliot Berlin. My guest was here just two Sundays ago, is the last time we spoke, and she was at the end of pregnancy. She had lost her mucus plug, was feeling a lot of pressure, peeing all the time, a little bit of reflux, you know, I'm sure you can relate. And now she has a baby. Congratulations. Josephine Scriber, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So crazy having a child now. I know. It's always amazing to me when I speak to somebody literally a week or two apart. And one time you were just about to have a baby and now you do. And how little my life has changed (laughs) in that time. So the other thing, last time we talked, there was this hurricane looming over Southern California. What nobody could have predicted is that was a hurricane. A hurricane. I know. I was like, it's never ending. Hurricane and earthquake. I thought for sure there's going to be a tornado spinoff, but no. The other thing we, I guess, didn't predict very well is that for most areas, it was just a sprinkle, but some areas got some pretty heavy rain. So for you, (laughs) how did things go in the next couple of days? Actually, when we spoke, I guess I didn't realize, but I was slightly in labor. I had started feeling a little pinchy during that meeting, but nothing that I was thought was anything like, I'm talking pain level, like to just be like, oh, this is what they all talk about. This is probably like indicator that this is going to happen in a few days. Everybody told me about the Brexit Hicks that that can happen for a long time. So yeah, I didn't think anything of it. And then throughout the day, I was like, oh, these are coming more and more, but it's definitely not no routine of like, it would be like nine minutes apart or then 15 minutes. And I would not feel anything for an hour. They were very like not consistent. What do you feel like and where? Just in my stomach, I would get a little crampy. Like I would get like a little like nerve pinchy kind of thing. But again, we had a friend come over because we actually end up getting a little bit of water damage. So we had a guy come over, a friend, he ran down and got some sandbags for us. So yeah, we had a little drama of some water coming in through under the door and was dealing with that. Then he stayed and we watched a movie. And again, nothing more, just like, oh, I'm aware of something, but in no way painful. And then I would say around 11 p.m., I was like, oh, this is like a more of a consistent discomfort. So I just downloaded like one of those tracker apps. I was like, oh, I'm just going to see what the intervals here are. And then I was like, oh, they're like, something happens every like nine, 10 minutes. I'm like, is this something? So I'm discussing with my husband being like, hmm. And I was like, you know what? Since this probably means it's like coming in the next few days, we should sleep apart tonight because like you never sleep when I'm next to me because I'm up all night with acid reflux. I'm tossing and turning. So he went to bed and I tried to go to bed around like midnight. And then I was just like the discomfort in my body really started setting in. And then at 2 a.m. I was like, oh, okay, this is like actually like something is happening. So still at that point, no sleep? No sleep. I hadn't slept since 5 a.m. the next. The previous morning. Uh, So now it's like 30 something hours of no sleep. Okay. It's almost 24 (laughs) hours of no sleep. Yeah. We're just like at 22 hours at this point. Okay. Uh, Like college. Okay. So. Could you feel them with your hands? Aside from feeling the crampiness inside, if you put your hand on your belly, can you feel it tightening up? So that was like another indicator that I started Googling. I was like, oh, my stomach does get pretty tight every time that happens. But I've had a pretty tight stomach anyway. So for me, there wasn't like that much of a difference. But yes, I definitely noticed a tightness. So I was like, oh, that's also an indicator they say online. And then 3.30 a.m. hit around and I'm like, okay, I think it's time to wake up my husband because now something is definitely, and at this point we're like 
every five, seven minutes. Oh, wow. Getting Apart- closer. Are they getting longer? They're about 45 seconds now. And it's not like, again, I think it's a pain level five, but it's definitely like, I don't want to be in bed anymore. Like I need to like walk them out or move. But again, nothing so painful that I'm like not too worried. But now you're approaching 24 hours of no sleep. So yeah, that is the wake up problem. Well, it's pitch black and it's pouring rain outside. So I'm like really poetic. Yeah. I also had a few friends who had like, actually joked with me like oh you know the pressure and those weather systems activate a lot of birth ha 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 and i was like because <laughs> <laughs> second thing about due date was the 22nd so that was this is on the 20th well now we're in on the 21st because it's past midnight but technically yeah yeah so then 3 30 i wake him up i'm like hey you can still keep sleeping i'm just letting you know this is happening and of course i mean i think he tried to close his eyes for two minutes and he's like absolutely not let me get up we called the doctor at 4 a.m. And I was like, hey, I think I'm at pain level six now. Again, I think something is happening, but I've also heard stay at home for as long as possible. And she's like, yeah, call me again if it gets worse. But like if they're still seven, five, seven minutes apart, see if you can at least make it till 9 a.m. And I was like, okay, fair enough. This is where all like the hypno classes came in. And I just started getting in my zone, sitting on my ball. We turned down the lights a little bit actually end up putting on like this nature show so there was just like some monkey sounds and some nature stuff in the background for some reason none of the music i picked fit me oh that's interesting you misjudged it i mean it sounds like you just want to connect with nature yeah it was funny we actually put like there's this like a monkey show on netflix right now and it was just perfectly you know that guy who like commentates his yes, david Edinburgh. yeah it, was it him <laughs> Uh, it's a new Netflix. I don't know if it's him. Oh, it's probably not him, but he was the one that did it on BBC forever. And I just have the perfect voices for some reason that just worked for me. (laughs) I was at a home birth one time and I think we must have watched the entire David Attenborough collection. It's all she wanted. It was so interesting too. It was entertaining (laughs) for me. A lot of them involve like birth, actually just the animals giving birth in nature. Wow. Okay. So I can picture that setting. So you did that hypno training with Nina Phelan. Are you listening to recordings of it or are you just on your own? No, I tried to do that. And that's when I was like, for some reason, I thought I could follow that. And then I was like, you know what? I need to just be my own hand. And this like monkey nature sound, this guy's voice was more calming. And then when the pressure was on, you know, once in a while, my husband would like counter pressure. I would sit in a ball. But for me, it was just constantly moving around and doing different positions were really helpful. Okay. Was there any craving for like being in water? Yes. I actually end up going into the shower every other hour. I'd take like 30 minutes in the shower. And that really like made my pain go from like a six to like back down to a three for those 30 minutes I was in there. And, you know, I think we talked about in the pre-episode that you had the sense that once things get heightened around you or you feel discomfort or pain that you would not want to be touched. Yeah. It was very much like that still. I liked the counter pressure, but I didn't need the tickling. <laughs> so for me, like the counter pressure on my hips were super helpful. And again, in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay as long as possible. I'm trying to drink water and get a lot of liquid down. I'm starting to have zero appetite, but I'm still trying to force down a banana because I know like once you get to the hospital, I don't know if they let you eat or not. So I was like, let's just try and get as much energy in. But then around 7 a.m., I just can't keep it down anymore. I start vomiting twice now. Um, ah, I assume that banana was coming back up once he told me you made yep. it go down. 
<laughs> Did you have nausea and vomiting in your first? No, I've had zero thing? nausea vomiting through my whole pregnancy. Right, that's what I thought. It wasn't like a nausea coming in. It was just like all of a sudden, boom, run out. Well, it just would come out. Two things about that. So people who have a lot of vomiting in the first trimester or beyond start to learn what foods are less nasty on the way back <laughs> and eat accordingly. And then also, I've heard midwives say you could puke a centimeter so that when you throw up, sometimes it helps you dilate a little bit. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I definitely potentially could have done that, but... The more the merrier. Oh, anything that helps. And knowing that during our classes with Nina, she was like, oh, vomiting is a good sign. That means you're getting closer. But in my head, I'm still like, let's not go too early to the hospital. I don't want to be sent back or I don't want to be like checked in too early. But then I guess my sound started being different. So in my head, nothing has been that different from the last like hour, hour and a half. Like nothing is getting worse. It's just going through it. Now it's like every six to five minutes. So like it is getting a little closer and it's lasting a full minute now, but like my pain isn't getting worse. It sounds like a really beautiful pattern. Oh, completely. I mean, it was very like manageable, but I guess my sounds are coming out a little bit more aggressive or something because my husband's yeah. looking at me a little bit funny and he's like, hmm, this is when Nina said, because she had made us watch a different videos and we watched the one you recommended about birth. And he's like, you sound like all those women right now, that weird animal thing you guys do at the end. Ah, the orgasmic birth. Exactly. Um, it's interesting though, but that's what happens. Like for some women that just go very internal and quiet, but generally in sort of a natural undisturbed environment like that, you just get more and more primal. I remember one very specific, we have an episode about it too. I think it's called Doula Dude. It was one of my clients where I was her doula, and she wanted to go unmedicated, but didn't really tell anybody. Oh, wow. Because she didn't want to, like, not succeed if that was the plan, something like that. And Bad. she didn't tell anybody. And then as things kept progressing, they kept being like, okay, do you want your epidural? And I was just like, no, 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 not yet. And then towards the end, the noises in the last hour were so loud and primal that a crew of nurses would come running in. And as soon as that surge was over, they would be like, are you okay? She's like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. That's the noise that came out of me. Like, you know, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It sounds like kind of what was happening to you. You just became a bit more primal. Yeah. And just kept focusing on keeping the sounds low. And I guess they were getting lower to the point where he got nervous. And at this point, it's now like 8.30 a.m. And I think the light is now out. And we're still like 45 minutes away from the hospital. So he's like what do you say? We just start moving our way that way. And I was like, okay. And I was like, let me get one more shower in before we leave. So I could just say, cause I was dreading the car ride a little bit. Cause again, the not moving had me a little bit nervous, but yeah, took one more shower. And then at nine, we headed out the door. Okay. So this is now Monday morning. Yeah. This is not Monday morning. Or maybe we have headed out the door at eight. This is where it gets a little blurry. <laughs> it always gets a little blurry someplace. Okay. We're going to take a little break and find out what happened next, but are you not exhausted at this point? Yeah, but you're not really allowed to be exhausted because at this point, like every five minutes, some sort of pain is happening. So that wakes you up. But he's exhausted. Well, he's exhausted, but he got a little sleep. Yeah, you're, I think he got like an hour. Yeah, you're like approaching 30 hours of no sleep. 45 minutes, is that because of traffic or is that because that's how far away you are? Yeah, we live like far from the hospital. Okay. And now it's Monday morning traffic building up. All right, let's take a little break. We'll be right back. Ha <laughs> 
I have an incredible offer for you for my friends at Needed. An astounding 95% of women aren't meeting their omega-3 needs. Omega-3 fatty acids, especially DHA and EPA, are crucial for both mother and baby. They support brain and eye health, maternal mood, immunity, and much more. But it can be hard to get enough omega-3 from diet alone, especially during pregnancy when many people are averse to eating fish. And if you've ever taken a fish oil pill, you know just how unpleasant that can be. That's why I'm excited to share that my friends at Needed have revolutionized the omega-3 supplement with two different options designed specifically for mamas. An omega-3 powder that blends into smoothies and a pill option that tastes like fresh citrusy bergamot. Both are sustainably sourced from vegan algae, not fish. Both are great options for nausea and sensitive prone mamas. Needed's Omega-3 powder is delivered in liposomes, nature's very cool way of protecting and delivering Omega-3 just like in breast milk. Needed's Omega-3 is clinically proven to be five times better absorbed than fish oil pills. The powder is mild tasting and it pairs great with Needed's prenatal multi-powder and collagen protein powder in a daily smoothie. If powder isn't your thing, Needed's got you covered with those Omega-3 Plus capsules, which have a pleasant citrus flavor. Needed is sharing in awesome pre-order discount just for my listeners buy two get one free on either omega-3 option powder or capsules you can stock up on either one or try them both with this exclusive discount use code three berlin the number three berlin at this is needed.com put three omega-3s in your cart use the code number three berlin at this is needed.com buy two get one free Welcome back to the exciting birth story of Josephine Scriber. I have no idea how your birth went. This is my first time hearing it, and I'm very eager to find out what happens next. You have me gripped. Amazing. So we go to the hospital doing the car ride. My contractions are now starting to be like three to four minutes apart, but then sometimes jump back up to five. But they're getting like, especially in the car because I can't move. I'm now at a pain level seven, and I'm like, this is uncomfortable. But I'm calculating, okay, if it's a 45 minutes, there's only so many. So like I'm counting down when we get to the hospital. Where are you in the car? I actually end up getting in the front seat and like laying it basically all the way down. Not the safest way to drive, but I was like the seatbelt couldn't happen. I was just like, I just need to like stretch out as much as possible. So laying back uh, against the seat, like out or? Like laying sideways and then I would switch sides and moving around. But yeah, you're kind of locked up in a car. There's not a lot of space to move around. Does not sound comfortable at all for you, but is that also kind of a mentally difficult drive for your husband? Yeah, because for me, I realized I'm just like an anti-sound now. So I'm like, turn off the music. I don't want anything. I just like to be in my head. It was easier for me to visualize the waves and going through them. And like, again, like you can handle anything for a minute was very much my mantra. And I was like, I would like hit the timer and like just watch it go down. And that really helped me more than anything that is one cool piece that's semi-predictable about labor is that you know roughly how long that intensity is going to last for and it's usually not much more than a minute and then we get a break like able to see the clock go down okay so is it indeed a 45 minute ride yeah it's a good 45 minutes by the time we make it into the hospital and then we get up and then there's this fun check-in process (laughs) Where you're just like in the corner trying to like, they ask you questions. Luckily, Nina had prepared us. So my husband knew everything. So I didn't really have to get out of my like mental space. 
And then super sweet ladies, we get into triage where they obviously have to like, again, now I have to sit in a bed and they have to take your blood test to have like check you in. And I'm just like, okay, just get me to my room. You got to go through these. And the whole team is very sweet that every time like I get a search, I get to sit up and like nobody's touching me when it's happening. And then we have like a good four minute window. Sadly, my blood pressure at this point apparently spiked really high. So I come in with like 165. So that's a little concerning to them, but um, you know what the bottom number was? Uh, seventy-nine. Okay, elevated. Elevated, uh, nothing like too crazy, but still, I've had a little bit of elevated leading up to the week, which was them hoping, you know, it wouldn't be that case. So they just got a little nervous about that, and okay. then I then started vomiting again because I don't know if it's me sitting still. I try not get the IV because I'm like, I really don't want something hooked up to me. But at this point, I'm not keeping any liquid down. And I haven't kept liquid down for the last like three, four hours. So I'm like, okay, fair enough. I also can't pass out because nothing wants to come down. So we put an IV in, but they make it so it's only needed to be, they put it in in case I start getting dehydrated, but we haven't like connected it yet. So I'm not connecting. just a a hip lock. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm like constantly just trying to fight drinking more and we're sitting in the triage and then they're about to like sign me out be like, Hey, we got your room. You want to move over. And then the second I sit up to get out of bed, my water breaks. Oh, cool. Like a big gush. Fully big gush. And I'm, I just stop and everybody looks at me like, are you okay? I'm like, I just think my water broke because it was like, it came almost movie, like down my legs, the whole thing. I'm sitting on that pad and I lift myself up and it's like, a tiny bloody wet mess. Oh wow. Yeah. Was that exciting for you? That was kind of exciting. I actually was like, oh, this is okay. Again, every time you hit like a step that's like one step closer, you get super excited. But in my head, I'm still like, okay, we have 24 hours most likely in the hospital because that's what everybody tells me. So my husband runs down, grabs our suitcases because I've gotten candles with me. I have a ball I want to blow up. I have this whole idea of this setup. And my doula at this point has arrived and just walking me through it. And we're just helping me counter pressure while he, Alex is trying to set up the room. And I don't think he really makes it much further than the ball. Things are starting to go really fast. I'm starting to not have a pause between the contractions because the pressure downstairs is getting really, really intense. Okay. Wait, downstairs, are we talking about rectal pressure or in the front? Yeah, like it, it felt like bone on bone. It felt like there was such a pressure on my pelvic bone, and I'm also starting to get rectal pressure. So okay. I'm like saying that out loud, being like, hey, just so you guys know, there's not really the pain pressure. And that was a whole different feeling. I was completely fine with like the cramping in my stomach or my lower back. That would go back and forth. Again, like that was like a pain level seven, but the pressure that came and the non break all of a sudden. My blood pressure keeps going up. So now they're getting a little nervous. And my nurses are like, are you sure you don't want anything? Like, want pain meds so you can relax and get your thing down? And I'm just like, I really don't want an epidural. I'm trying to do this all natural, but obviously you want to be safe. And then my doula, like between a contractions, make eye contact me and go, hey, these are the three options. And you can try and keep going. But this blood pressure is a little nervous. I don't want you to all of a sudden get them some magnesium that they offered She's like, I know you don't want to get an epidural. I know you don't want to be like laying still. How about we give you one dose of fentanyl? You only have to lay on the bed for like 20 minutes while we just see, because I get super nauseous from payment. Like it makes me vomit even more. 
Oh, so boy. I was like a little nervous about that. She's like, if you could just lay on the bed, it just might take the edge of things and we can like just get your blood pressure down. So all these nurses don't start freaking out. And I was like, okay. So I say yes to that. I have one question and one comment. My question is, had your cervix been checked by this point? Oh, sorry. I forgot about that. When I came in, we were at a four already. Okay. Did that seem where you thought you might be? I mean, pain-wise, yes, but I'd hope to be like five or six. I was nervous if you weren't five or six, they would send you home. But I guess because of my blood pressure, they're like, just be here. In a um, pretty active pattern. And then your water broke. <laughs> yeah, <that> um, also. <laughs> so between the time you came in and this moment where you're having the conversation about pain meds, had you been checked again? No, but we're talking 20 minutes right now. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> really, really fast. Oh, really no so time to inflate the ball. No, I think I sit on that ball for like two surges. That's also right. The pain intensity is going from like a seven to a 10, basically from my water breaks. And then my comment is your doula is also a nurse at the hospital. Yes. So she's been a nurse at the hospital for 20 years, but has now the last 10 years become a private doula. She knows the staff, knows the girls, know their procedure and knew I want to do natural, though the hospital loves, you know, convincing you not to. But those recommendations of like fentanyl or other medicated pain relief options are coming from experience being a nurse at the hospital, in addition to being a doula now. Okay, so you're having that conversation. So I decide to say yes to one dose, um, see if that will get my blood pressure down. I only have to lay in the bed for 20 minutes, then I'm allowed to move around again. But I make it onto the bed and not being able to move took me really out of my mental space. That was really tough to go through those like three or four surges. But at this point, I am starting to push. Like I'm feeling the pressure pushing. And I'm like, something is going on, guys. And if I'm locked to this bed, like to this point, it goes so fast. And I'm like, do I just take this damn epidural? And both my husband and my doula is like, no, that's not what you want. You got this. I'm like, I don't know. So it's going really intense, really quick. And she's like, hey, before we do anything more, you're almost ready to stand up again. How do you feel about we check you one more time? And so they bring in a midwife because my doctor, is, she's at the office next door, but she hadn't made it to the hospital yet. Because again, everybody thinks you have a few hours. My midwife then checks me. I am now nine and a half within 45 minutes. That's what you expect when you said what you're feeling. Was that a surprise to you? I was shocked, but then I was also like, oh, okay. So with this pain level, I was nervous. This was like, you know, oh, we're only at like the beginning of things, but I didn't realize the last like two hours since the car, I basically had been in active labor. And literally starting to push. Full on. And I'm like, even Alex is looking at me and he's like, hey, I think I saw a head. And <laughs> at this point, I can just hear them frantically trying calling Dr. Alabadi in the background. They're like, Baby's coming out, whether you make it or not. Like, I'm not controlling that I'm pushing. Like, at this point, there is no option for me not to. Like, it's, it's a reflex. Just, it's just happening with the searches, and I'm just doing my breathing exercises, probably like crushing every bone in my husband's hand at this point. <laughs> I have his hand, and I have my comb, and I'm like, the counter pain got me through a little bit. But at this point, I'm still on the bed. And now I'm like in basically birth. So I don't get off the bed again. I'm laying with like a peanut ball to kind of be sideways. But I'm kind of squirming. And I think the head is like a little bit out by the time the doctor rushes in. 
And at this point, there's like two nurses, everything is happening so fast. And like my husband wanted to catch her. So somebody's trying to get him in a gown. He doesn't make it with gloves on. She comes in, she looks over. I kind of have to flip on my back to get the ball away because she needed to like be able to see. So I don't make it back on my side because within 58 seconds, two pushes, she was out. Oh my goodness. Wow. And it was the most crazy experience. I have a video of my husband be like, I don't have gloves on yet. And they're like, doesn't matter. Who cares? <laughs> and uh, didn't have time to like take his watch off. Like, I guess he's like said the gush of water when the baby came out, like came all over his shoes. And he was like, you don't even care. And then it was honestly, I was even so confused. Like what? There's already a baby. And then they lay the baby on you. And I'm like in this like weird haze of pain. Yet it was so quick that it was so manageable because like the second she's out, the pain really stops. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but sometimes the details are fuzzy. Do you remember what you were feeling physically, emotionally, spiritually in that last two minutes? Yeah. I remember feeling like somebody was slowly breaking my bone. Like I kept saying something is going to snap. I thought something was going to like stretch, like I just thought the bone on bone felt that was the feeling I had. Like that something was slowly putting a pressure on my bone. But more um, in the back? No, like downstairs. It oh, felt like straight through your pubic bone. Yeah. My baby girl also came out with a bit of a hematoma. So I did think she was grinding on something. So she has a little bit of cone head still. But yeah, she came out really quick and it was really beautiful. And we got to spend an hour together before they even touched her again. And within the first 35 minutes she started latching um, oh, wow yeah so, i want to talk about all that the other side of it but i wonder did you tear tiny tiny bit they said i had a first degree i think i got two stitches so barely i thought i did because it felt like that <laughs> but no if you could describe any of the I want to say emotions like uh, there's different elements during birth that you see. Sometimes you see fear, anxiousness, worry on one hand, excitement, happiness, joy on the other hand. I don't know. Sometimes frustration, sometimes elation. Did you have any of those through this process? I mean, how long from the time you got to the hospital till the time you're holding your baby? I think it's like two and a half hours with check-in. Okay. Yeah. So either at home when you did a, a lot of the work, you know, on your own, just in a naturally starting and progressing labor or during that two and a half hours, did any of those emotions come through you? I feel a lot of excitement. I think I had been mentally so prepared, but a little bit of fear of like, I think there were mostly the fear of like that I hadn't slept. I was nervous that I was going to get too tired because again, like I said, I didn't count the labor at home as much. Like for me, I was like the clock really started in my head when we left. And I was like, there's probably going to be another 24 hours of this. So I was just like, okay, that was where I was prepared to do. So I was like, this is going to be a long time. And like between searches, I was getting really tired just because now we're past, like now we're at 30 hours of no sleep. And it's not like I had slept great the months leading up to this because you're uncomfortable, you're pregnant. So you're just already so delirious of like lack of that but then there's like such an excitement and you're like oh this is happening and every little step even though it's like it's a vomiting or more pain or certain things was like oh there was like almost like a check mark little list you could go down or like okay this is one more close step okay this is another step okay we're getting there but it was so impossible to see to know if, like four centimeters for me was like okay at least I'm somewhat dilated my, my biggest fear was coming in and be like 
you're so nothing. They're going to send me home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're going to keep me. But yeah, I'd hope for a little bit more than four. But again, like I said, my pain wasn't more than a seven at this point. So I was like, okay, I know a lot of people are like in that active labor stage that really, really hurts. And that can last like 10, 15 hours. So yeah, I think I was just constantly prepping. I didn't see it coming that she would come out that fast. I have a million more questions before we go to the break. One burning question, because they thought your baby was small. What was the size? She was 6.1. So healthy. Yeah, perfect size. Beautiful. All right, let's take a quick break and come back. I still have a million questions for you. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. We're talking to new mommy, Josephine Scriber. Okay. A million more questions. Questions like looking back, are there things that you learned from going through the experience that you couldn't have learned otherwise? I know it's too soon, but if you were going to have another baby that you would take from this experience and do either differently or plan for otherwise in a future birth, I'll start with those two. I mean, you have no idea what the pain is like, like until you go through it and your mental space, I'm super proud of myself for managing to be a lot of in it, but I also wasn't as zen as I had hoped to be. <laughs> I wasn't as like hypno, hum, really, I was a lot more loud than I thought I would be. I definitely was like using some cuss words and yelling at some people once we got close. But I think going from four to nine and a half within like 45 minutes definitely took the pain level up a notch. And even though they said fentanyl was going to calm me down, I felt no pain relief from that. And I don't know if it was because I couldn't move on the bed or nothing, but I was like, this is not working. Yeah, so it's not natural. Your body at that point is screaming to move around. Oh yeah, big time. And you can't do it. So you're sort of fighting your intuition. Was there at that point, because you had said that earlier on, showers were very helpful for you. Was that an option, like instead of fentanyl? There was a shower in the room and they're like, again, trying to set up. My husband was like, oh, do you want me to start putting candles in there? And I'm like, don't move. At this point, I was like, just hold my hand. So again, we didn't get to any of the little steps that I had planned for the putting candles in the shower. We didn't even get to turn the lights down in the room. It was also mm. bright daylight. This, like, I mean, she was out by noon, mm. which is so crazy. I was, again, I think we'd all mentally prepared to be there all night. And I don't think I used a single thing we bought in those hospital bags because none of the prep was there. Well, better to be prepared. No, for sure. And then on the other side of that question, things that now that you've been through it once, you might plan for or want to do differently in the future? Uh, I would like to give birth not on my back next time. But at this point, I mean, I flipped over so quick, it wasn't even an option. But I think a lot of the things I would like to do the same, I don't know if the walking, the daily squats I did, the I ate the six dates every day from 36 weeks. I drank the raspberry leaf tea. Oh, you did a lot of stuff. Yep. I used the Epino. That is very famous to use in Europe. Yeah. To prevent tearing. So at 37 weeks, it's like a balloon you kind of insert and you slowly get used to the feeling of stretching out and it helps you. So yeah, I think I would just do all that again because I don't know if that you know, scientifically did anything, but mentally it all worked. I mean, I had a quick birth, barely tore. So yeah, I definitely am doing all that again. The piece that I wonder about is that last couple of hours, all that pressure that you talked about, 
I kind of wonder what that would have been like in water, like in a bath. I would have really thought that, that would have been great. Like I think how good I felt in the shower, that's definitely something I want to look into next time. If that same birth could have happened in a tub, I think a lot of that pain would have, at least the edge of it would have been gone because that's what I felt like when I was in the shower. I mean, people refer to it as the aquadural. I've heard that. And you could see like, there's a lot of the intensity that you just described. And then they get into the warm water. Not everybody, but very commonly, the whole mind and body takes a nice rest. And I bet the blood pressure would go down too. So did that stabilize for you? Uh, I don't even know. I don't remember if we checked or not, because at this point, everybody's running in and like baby's borderline coming out. I mean, I made it on the bed for like three or four surges. And by the time they checked me again, they were checking my cervix and they're like, this is happening. I mean, she was crowning, kind of coming in and out. So, so many steps and so many things that I thought I was going to like be part of. I mean, it happened so quick that I think in the video twice, they're like, hey, grab your baby, grab your baby. I'm so in my like mindset of just like pushing through and like breathing and like bearing down to push out that I don't borderline realize how quickly she came out. So they hand me my baby and it takes me a good like second and a half before like I reach for her because I'm just so like, whoa, this is really happening. Okay. <laughs> it's a beautiful story. I'm just smiling big and I'm so happy for you. It couldn't have happened to a nicer person. So you said latch happened. Was it pretty natural? Yeah, she was just laying there. And then I just tried to like move it towards the breast and she just naturally started doing the whole mouth thing and just latched really quickly. It wasn't like a long latch or a big feed, but just that instant connection. And then that is when I think, I feel like my oxytocin or love hormone or something taken, that felt really, really special. Like mm -hmm. it's one thing to have this like little bloody mess on you and you're just like trying to figure out, whoa, this was inside of me for nine months and she's now out and I'm trying to catch up what's happening because it happened so fast but getting those like 10 minutes on her boob with me before they like came and like did all her checkups was just really special and then i've had zero issues with her latching since so feeding's going well how about the delivery of the placenta yeah she was on me and they were between stitching and i think she kind of like i got pushed on my stomach and something kind of came out the whole thing That's there's a lot of hands down there <laughs> remember what was what yeah. So I know we talked about you pre-thinking postpartum, what that could be like on a person mentally, physically, spiritually. How has it been? I have been surprised how well my recoveries went. I've also been super good at taking it very, very slow. Stayed home the first two weeks and just really have done borderline nothing. My mom moved in with us and being able to once in a while hand the baby over and be like, I'm just going to go sleep for two hours. And knowing someone is holding her, I don't think she's really been put down. For me, it's just been contact napping. I think we tried to wrap her the first night and she rolled over and I was like, nope, this is not happening. She's sleeping in us. So we're just all taking turns between my husband, my mom and me. Somebody's awake, making sure she's breathing. I think my <laughs> anxiety of this little creature not breathing, making all the crazy sounds she's doing, rolling over. It's definitely getting a little bit more calm now that we're past the two-week marks, but these first two weeks, I don't think she was ever put down. And that just made me feel good. Great. Again, beautiful story and experience. I couldn't be happier for you. It's obviously just the beginning, really. It feels like the end, but <laughs> it's the beginning of a long, beautiful chapter. So thank you for coming on and sharing before and after.
It's so no. exciting to hear everybody's stories and just realizing how different birth is and how nobody has the same journey. No, it's a snowflake. They're all different. But I'm probably um, all for help a little sooner next time because they say if my second gets faster than this one, I definitely. <laughs> yeah, there won't even be time to get the bag from the car. Exactly. Okay, very cool. I want to go back to one thing, which is that you weren't really allowed to exercise that much or towards the beginning and middle of your pregnancy. And it's not your nature. And now you're just a couple of weeks out. So you're probably still not doing that much exercise yet. But are you excited for you? Do you know what your approach is going to be? Oh, I am actually itching to start moving again. But I also know it's going to be a slow and steady process. It's like coming out from a sports injury. You can't just hit the ground running day one. But yeah, no, for me, it's going to be a lot of recovery in the sense of like, I'm probably going to start out with walks, saunas, cold plunges, really just start mentally getting in that health space again. I want to see a pelvic floor specialist go through that with their exercises and then, yeah, take it a day at a time. I know recovery, I probably have to still for another like four weeks, keep it more slow, but I feel like I'm able to walk and I'm very in tune by my body in the sense of like, I haven't really been on payments after the birth because I wanted to feel when I did too much or if I did too little, what my limits are. So yeah, I feel like this week I'm starting to like, okay, I can walk without it hurting and I can do certain things. So I also think with natural, but my recovery is, is doing really well and faster. And yeah, I'm itching to get back, but I also know I have to like slow myself down because knowing me, I could easily hit like the weights tomorrow and just do more damage than <laughs> good. The eagerness I'm sure at this point is big. I'll be curious to catch up with you afterwards and see how that return goes. One more thing before we leave, I have a joke. Yeah. Hit what me. do what do Josephine and I have in common? Uh, I don't know. Our love of bones. <laughs> <laughs> you personalized that. I love it. Yeah. Thank you very much. It occurred to me one night. I was like, wait, we both love bones. I'm a chiropractor and you're married to bones. There you go. Last thing, where can we find you online? Online, you can find me at Josephine Scriber on all social platforms, or you can see my company, joja.com, which has all the fitness gear and anything you could wish for to work out in. And I can't wait to get back in all those outfits when I'm like ready to hit the ground running. Amazing. Joja.com. Thanks for joining us. And at home, thanks for listening to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. For more entertaining and informative information about pregnancy, birth, and postpartum, Visit us online at informedpregnancy.com. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a whole lot of questions for you. This kid's gonna test my will. I got a lot to learn and my baby's too.